we will buy the house. It cannot be stolen or lost, and when it is ours we shall have no rent to pay, and I shall not have to work so hard. Ye will never hit on a wiser plan than that, thought the widow. It is not to be expected. So she fully consented to this arrangement, which was duly carried out, and the bargain left the cobbler with a few shillings, which she tied up in a bag and put in his pocket, having first changed them into pence that they might make more noise when he jingled the bag as he walked down the street. Presently, he said, it is not fit that a man who lives in his own house and has ready money in his pocket, too, should spend the whole day in laboring with his hands. Since by good luck I can read, it would be well that I should borrow a book from the professor, for study is an occupation suitable to my present position. Accordingly, he went to the professor, whom he found seated in his library, and preferred his request. "'What book do you want?' asked the professor. The cobbler stood and scratched his head thoughtfully. The professor thought that he was trying to recall the name of the work, but in reality he was saying to himself, "'How much additional knowledge one requires if he has risen ever so little in life? Now, if I did but know where it is proper to begin in a case full of books like this, should one take the first on the top shelf or the bottom shelf, to the left or to the right?' At last he resolved to choose a book nearest to him, so drawing it out from the rest, he answered, "'This one, if you please, learned sir?' The professor lent it to him, and he took it home and began to read. It was, as it happened, a book about ghosts and apparitions, and the cobbler's mind was soon so full of these marvels that he could talk of nothing else, and hardly did a stroke of work for reading and pondering over what he read. He could find none of his neighbors who had seen a ghost, though most had heard of such things." and many believed in them. "'Live and learn,' thought the cobbler. "'Here is fame as well as wealth. If I could but see a ghost, there would be no more to desire.' And with this intent he sallied forth late one night to the churchyard. Meanwhile a thief, who had heard the jingle of his money-bag, resolved to profit by the cobbler's whim. So, wrapping himself in a sheet, he laid wait for him in a field that he must cross to reach the church. When the cobbler saw the white figure, he made sure that he had now seen a ghost— and already felt proud of his own acquaintance as a remarkable.